We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning. Good morning. It's hump day. Happy hump day. And your government hates you. They hate you when you question them. They hate you when you expose them. They hate you when you speak out. They hate you when you resist. They hate you when you stand together. They hate you when you fight back. government hates you. You couldn't be more truthful. Wow. Another great video by the Dilly Meme team. Your government hates you. Lauren Eve posted that. Oh, that is a that is a collab between, um, uh, I think, Lauren Eve, uh, Brandy with a B, and Little Memes from the Dilly Meme team, which is uh, pretty wild. 
Holy crap, Jonathan. Again, you're out of control. Jonathan Allen with a hundred bucks in the rumble chat, the rumble rants for the January six kids Christmas gift card drive. That is ridiculous. I was actually going to talk about that. That's huge, man. Cause I, I think, what is that? Like the third time you've given a hundred bucks. I mean, I want your job. No, that's amazing though. And, um, and you've, you've, you've bought cigars. You've supported the company. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta send you some stuff. Do me a favor. Uh, Jonathan, um, I think you have me on, it's either the cigar Instagram or my Instagram. I think you've, you've DM'd me before or on Twitter. Um, can you just do me a favor and send me again your address and your um your t-shirt size, please? I wanna I wanna hook you up. That's ridiculous. Huge. Jonathan Allen with another hundred bucks for the January six kids. Cynthia used at the Patriot Freedom Project is gonna uh she might literally crap her pants. I have to speak with her today anyway, so I'm gonna let her know. I'm pretty sure I gotta go back and look. I think with the matching. I think we're teetering. We might be about a thousand dollars. We might be. I'll I'll check today and I'll update that tomorrow. Maybe I'll throw a um a Twitter post up about it. But it's unbelievable. Um, I don't know what drugs you guys smoke in the morning, but keep doing it and giving the money. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Uh, all right. So again, you know, we start the show with a little Dilly Meme Team video here and there. We did We the People Radio last night, James and I. Uh, last night, we're uh, go check it out over on the Rumble channel. We wrapped about a bunch of stuff tonight. Uh, James and I are going to be on a Twitter space. Just look for it on Twitter. We're going to be guests on a Twitter space. I'm actually going to be a little late for it. I have a oh, I'm so dreading back to school night. My kids in middle school, and they sent the bell schedule. So seven o'clock tonight, we get to spend. There's uh, I get 10 periods and we get to spend eight minutes, eight minutes, but in each class. And then when the bell rings or whatever, they tell us we have four minutes to get to the next class. And it's like two hours of torture, you know, of, Oh, I hate back to school night. I'm so not interested, but anyway, 9 PM tonight, the Twitter space starts, I believe. And James and I are going to be on there. I don't know what to expect. I'm not sure what the topics are. Um, Wicked Jester, who's usually in the chat, I believe it's like Patriot Spaces or something like that. And um, this woman, Raquel, but we should be on there tonight for a little while. So check that out, Twitter Spaces. And morning, started my new corporate job today, Lame Hog. What kind of, first of all, who's hiring you, the savage hog man of the Dilly Mean team for a corporate job? Do you like have to dress up and wear a suit and stuff? I can't picture it. You should just show up, throw your feet on the desk, and light up a Patriot cigar and says, I'm here, let's do some corporate shit. AP Unfiltered in the house, already doing his moderator duties. Blue Boy Life. I saw uh, Carol Davis earlier from Iowa, the great state of Iowa. <clears throat> Unbelievable, Jonathan Allen, with the 100 bucks was January 6th, kids. It's great. Uh, really quick, Donald Trump heads to D.C. this week. A little bit of breaking news. No, not for another indictment. Although, would you be surprised? No. It's a little media advisory. 
for uh, from the Trump camp, the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, to headline Women's Leadership Summit in Washington, D.C. The concern women, women for America, the Legislative Action Committee. So those of you who say that women hate Donald Trump and despise him because, you know, he says things or his whatever it is. Here you go. Women for America are having him come and headline the Women's Leadership Summit this week, September 15th, in Washington, D.C. We'll address activists gathering on key priorities. So in case you're wondering what the 45th president is up to, well, he was just in <clears throat> South Dakota, <clears throat> right? He was in he, he, he was in Iowa not too long ago. Uh, where else was he? He was everywhere. He's going to D.C. I don't know why I'm having a brain fart. He, he went from South Dakota to, wow, I can't even think. Can't even think. He's all over the place. And listen, it's not even really, it's not even rally season yet. Wait till, so I, I heard that the Trump team wants to wait till after the holidays. Donald Trump is chomping at the bed. He wants to do something every weekend. And literally senior members of his team are literally they're trying to, to to leash him a little bit like listen we're gonna we're gonna ramp it up after the holidays there's so much to do and donald trump doesn't want to stop which actually leads me to so yesterday and i'm not going to play any of it but ron DeSantis gave some ridiculous interview wherever he gave it i don't care because listen ron DeSantis is irrelevant <clears throat> his loser influencers are, are fighting desperately to keep him relevant with just losing remarks and losing statements and losing information every day. I mean, now you have idiots out there, again, claiming that Donald Trump, they say, flew on the Lolita Express six times. When, if you hear my dog, there he is in the morning barking. So it, the fact that he's on, we knew that Donald Trump was on Epstein's plane, but not to Epstein Island. He owned the plane that he flew on way before he owned the island, and anybody knew what a piece of shit he was. But now the DeSantards are taking it again, that, that reopened Chris, Chris Nelson, the subpar, failed DJ smelly hippie that hasn't showered or, or, or cut his hair and who knows how long, the failed wannabe journalist running around on Twitter, Chris Nelson, who likes to beat women, who's, you know, he doesn't know if he's gay, straight, or what he is. He's gay. He's putting out there that Donald Trump's close relationship with Epstein and on the on the the Lolita Express, when they would, she, the family, not Donald Trump, Bachelor Donald Trump, no, Ivana or the family would fly back from Florida when they were there to New York on Epstein's plane. Before, way before he owned the island or anything else, so they're trying to shape it as, oh look, Donald Trump's going over to the island. They do it with it with. with with everybody now. It's 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 insanity. The fact of the matter is Donald Trump is looking to do a lot. They are So the fact of the matter is actually Ron DeSantis in this in this interview says, well, you know, 80-year-olds shouldn't be president. Where I can't I can't fully agree with that because one, look at look at Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was what was it seventy something years old when 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 he was uh, when he was president? 
to me, it comes down to cognitive abilities, cognitive decline. I believe every politician over the age of 65 should have to take a cognitive test or even I would say 65 because that's like retirement age around there, right? If they're going to remain in politics, they have to take a cognitive test to make sure that they're able to lead. How many people would fail that cognitive exam? Diane Feinstein, you know, Joe Biden probably would fail. He would fail. Donald Trump can outwork all of them. For Ron DeSantis to say 80-year-olds shouldn't be president is as that as that broad stroke statement. It should be like, no, Ron, it's people that old should have the cognitive ability to lead, like Donald Trump does. Joe Biden does, and he has it for some time. Take the test and make it public. And if you fail the test, well, there should be something, whether it's in the Constitution or somewhere, that you can't hold office anymore. You can't lead the country nationally, locally, whatever you want to do. I'd be okay with that. But also the fact of the matter is Ron DeSantis said himself, you know, Florida's governor, the big free state of Florida, one of the largest states in the country. Well, you know, you typically the, the light, and he said this awkwardly drinking a Coors Light at some function when asked where the, the, the first lady of Florida was. Oh, they're probably home in bed. What time is it? Oh, it's 1030. Typically, the lights are out at the DeSantis house at like 11 o'clock. You know, we have kids and everything else. So you're the you're America's governor, apparently governing one of the largest states and you're in bed at 11 o'clock. Donald Trump's real day doesn't start till after midnight when he's got. And I and I hear this a lot. Roger Stone, when, you know, on another guy who doesn't sleep, making all of his phone calls and, and reading all of his news and seeing all of his clips like he doesn't stop Donald Trump. I don't know how he does it at 77 years old. He, he doesn't sleep. And when he does sleep, he sleeps very soundly, but he barely ever sleeps. And I've heard that through so many people that are with him constantly. So Donald Trump can outwork Ron DeSantis can, any day of the week on any topic. It's a fact. And I think, I think Donald Trump could probably outwork most of us at 30, 40, 50 years old. <clears throat> Definitely Ron DeSantis. Um, I'm sorry, but th there's no comparison as far as work ethic and ability, even at 77 years old. You're not going to, um, you're definitely not going to convince me and most of the American people otherwise, I believe. All right, so Donald Trump will be in D.C. on Friday speaking to the uh, Women for America uh, Legislative Action Committee, which is great. So... I wanted to get into, I still can't believe he gave another hundred bucks, Jonathan Allen. That's just crazy. And I I'm not even going to break your chops that the Allen in your name is spelled wrong. The only way to spell Allen is A-L-A-N, but we're going to let it go. A-L-L-E-N, you know, you're throwing money everywhere. <laughs> Listen, hit the like, hit the thumbs up. If you're not hitting the thumbs up, you're a fed. If you're in here watching and you're not hitting the thumbs up, you're a fed. And if you're on a device that doesn't allow you to be in the chat or hit the thumbs up and you're watching on like TV or something, then you better get your phone out and a device that allows you to. And then this way you can hit the thumbs up there and maybe say hello in the chat. We need more people in the chat. We love everybody in the chat and we want more of you. We're, we got a big family, a big community here. So get in here, hit the thumbs up. Don't be a fed. Don't be a dick. We love you. All right, where am I going to start? I'm going to start. First, I'm going to take another sip of coffee. 
actually two sips. You're going to have to deal with it. All right. And so in case, just I'll say it again, that $100 is now $200 because I'm matching it. So another $200 for the January 6th kids. Yesterday, somebody threw in uh, 10 bucks. Might have been, uh, was that Blue Boy Life? I don't remember who did it yesterday. Apologies. Not a fed. Fed dick. Listen, if you're not hitting the thumbs up, you're a fed. Only feds won't hit the thumbs up. All right. James, my co-host on his channel, We The People Radio, because we always, when we're together, we, we stream on both channels. And uh, so we just, you know, get further reach because we'll go up each get, you know, thousands of views. And uh, he has a serial thumb d- thumbs downer. Only one. He thinks he knows who it is. I don't know. But every video, no matter what it is, no matter what, it doesn't matter what the subject matter is. Even when he does his red pill gaming, he always gets the thumbs down. One person always makes sure, oh, James Curry, we the people radio. You got to hit the thumbs down. I almost wish it was me. <clears throat> like, I want to go and hit the thumbs down in all of his videos. <laughs> I'm not a fed. Gulfstream 650. Well, you seem to be a new name, and I'm happy that you announced you're not a fed, and I'm glad you're here in the chat. Gulfstream 650. Are you a pilot? Do you work on private jets? Have you ever flown on Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Express Gulfstream 650? Happy you're here. Well, be kind of a dick, just not to us. Yes. Yes. Dicks are not allowed in the chat. Thank God you can't post pictures. I'd be afraid. All right. Let's get to this useless scumbag. Kevin McCarthy lays out evidence and decision to launch Biden impeachment inquiry. Well, what's with the impeachment inquiry? Because when they when they when they impeached Donald Trump twice, there was no inquiry. They didn't go to the House floor and vote and say, should should we do this? No, they they presented articles of impeachment. They marched it over to the Capitol, like you know, to, to the House chamber like morons and made this whole big deal out of it. It's such a solemn day that we have to do this. But we love doing this because we hate America. We hate Donald Trump. Your government hates you. Now we're going to, well, we're going to launch an, a Biden impeachment inquiry. Now, look, we know that there's mounds of evidence there that can link Hunter's business dealings to Joe, Joey Basements, the big guy. And w- the grand scheme of things, Joe Biden, one, he would probably get impeached in the House. Although I'm not confident in that, to be honest with you, the way some of these gutless Republican Congress members are, are, are speaking. Inquiry screams of impotence. I agree, it's bullshit. But here's the thing. Joe Biden will never get convicted in in the Senate. And this whole, well, they did it to Trump twice. Okay. Joe Biden's not being removed from office. Nothing is going to happen. These emails they say under the aliases, and I I spoke about this last night. Sorry if you were in the chat last night, but I'm I'm going to... um, to, to just speak about it uh, briefly. Just take those emails that they supposedly have in the archives under different aliases that they're saying, well, Joe Biden sent these emails under four or five different aliases. Prove that he was the actual sender of the email. That's the problem. You know, 
you have to you have to have iron clad evidence that Joey Basements himself sat at a keyboard or on a, on a device and sent those emails and that it wasn't a surrogate, it wasn't a staffer, it wasn't an assistant, it wasn't his brother, it wasn't Hunter, it wasn't Joe shit the ragman. That's things like that are a problem. And defense attorneys are going to go crazy over that stuff. The whole impeachment inquiry bullshit on Joe Biden is a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources. And to me, I, I feel like I want to say it's some sort of distraction, but for what I don't know, when I think the main focus is all of these should be the firebrands in Congress, should be firebrand Republicans, should be going ape shit in that chamber on things like we need to hold the government hostage and shut it down. And and enough with the with the political bullshit on how people might feel and whose feelings might get hurt. And who cares about people getting government assistance? And I'm sorry, but your your pay is gonna be held. It's gonna be you're you're not gonna get paid as a government employee because we're shutting it down until things start happening that are right for America. Like even the small things, and they're not small things in the grand scheme of things. The January 6th tapes, 44,000 hours. Kevin McCarthy has failed on his promise to release them unrestricted and unredacted, accessible to the American people. He's failed at that. Motion to vacate should have already happened. Matt Gates threatening the motion to vacate. These are all words, impotent words. Matt Gates needs to shit or get off the pot. Someone needs to motion to vacate and figure out how that's going to go. I want to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. I'd love to see Byron Donald as Speaker of the House. I would love to see other people possibly as Speaker of the House. I think Byron Donald is, is, is right up there. I did like how Corey Mills from Florida looked behind the gavel yesterday when he was stepping in for the Speaker. But I would like to see Byron Donald as Speaker of the House. But forget about that. The whole Biden inquiry, the whole Biden impeachment is ridiculous when there are so many other people they could go after. Alejandro Mayorkas for crimes against humanity, breaking federal immigration laws, facilitating human trafficking, gun trafficking, drug trafficking, child rape at the border. There's evidence of that that he facilitated and the Biden regime facilitated. But go after Alejandro Mayorkas. Let's make some moves. Hold Garland, uh, Merrick, meritless Merrick Garland accountable for weaponizing the DOJ. And then allow him to rat on the people that made him do it. Why are they going after political prisoners? Why are they still hunting January Sixers like Nazis hunt, hunted Jews in Poland and France? Why is Christopher Ray not on the chopping block? Why aren't they shutting down the government and saying, release the tapes, stop going after political prisoners that didn't even enter the Capitol, stop using this ridiculous terrorism sentencing enhancement for people that did not enter the Capitol. Christopher Ray must resign. Merrick Garland must resign or get impeached. Shut the government down. Hold it hostage. Like good old-fashioned bank robbery hostage. I want 10 pizzas and a helicopter and a, and a sack of a million dollars or I start shooting people in the head. Figuratively, shut the government down. We are wasting time. 100% jobs dead. 
hundred percent, hundred percent waste of time on Biden. The impeachment is pointless. It's, I, I want to shut it down. I want to burn it down figuratively. I don't want to burn the Capitol down. I want a complete dismantle of the way Congress operates. I want them to hit the button. So, yeah, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced the House is in launching an impeachment inquiry. Why didn't this happen before they went on vacation for a month? Again, it's a waste of time, citing at least six separate allegations that led to the decision. And, you know, the media keeps coming out with the same stupid question. Aren't you just, and I, and I hate it, but it, it, what do you expect? Aren't you just doing this out of revenge, political revenge, because of Donald Trump? Because now they're going to spin it on him. Because <clears throat> Donald Trump is there, I am your retribution. Now Kevin McCarthy, who I'm telling you, hates Donald Trump and does not want him to be the nominee and is working behind the scenes to fundraise to see if he can not make it happen that Donald Trump is not the nominee or work with the RNC to somehow disqualify Donald Trump from the nomination with some stupid rule. Okay. Yeah. Why not launch the inquiry in March? It's a waste of time. The timing has, it has me just questioning things. I don't like it. And I want to get to, hold on. Oh, I have it right here. This is, we're going to listen. Try not to throw up. This is Kevin McCarthy talking about, the formal impeachment inquiry, and I, he's such a piece of shit. In the weeks, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct. Taken together, these allegations paint a picture of a culture of corruption. Now, here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie to the American people about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls and had multiple interactions, dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars into his sons and his son's business partners. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shell companies. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. Finally, sounds so weak. Despite the serious allegations. It appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. Treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. They warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today, 
I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. Exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. This effort will be led by Chairman James Comer at the Committee on Oversight in coordination with Chairman Jim Jordan for Judiciary Committee Huge and joke. Chairman Jason Smith on Ways and Means. I do not make this decision lightly. Oh, stop. Regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale. <laughs> and that the federal government Yours is for sale, not Kevin. being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the president and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. I had enough. I had enough. All right. First of all, he keeps saying Biden family members, Biden family. Further investigation. The inquiry gives the power to. They already have the oversight committee. They've already have been, have been investigating. Okay. They've already been investigating. How long have they been investigating for? We know all the bullshit that's going on. This is a 100% this is a complete joke. It's a dog and pony show. Why? Is this something that they're just throw, trying to throw shade because of an election? Because Joe Biden's most likely not going to be the nominee. Is it supposed to run in, in, in to, to coincide with the possible Hunter Biden indictment that supposedly... Joe Biden is all upset about why didn't this happen eight months ago? The Libertarian Party has filed for conservatorship over Biden and McConnell. McConnell, another one, another guy, half dead, stroking out, glitch McConnell. Kevin McCarthy is bought and sold. <clears throat> he buys a lot, he sells a lot. One of the biggest fundraisers in the GOP fundraisers against America First candidates. Kevin McCarthy should not be in the speaker's uh, chair. And I'm sorry, but all these firebrands to me, Jim Jordan, Comey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, oh, just keep going down the list. They're all useless. Matt Gates threatening the motion to vacate. It's all words. It's all words. They're on podcasts. They're on media with sound bites. It's all a waste of time. The government needs a shutdown. The government needs a shakeup. Impeaching Joe Biden is not that shakeup. It is useless, completely useless. And all it does, I, I just think, I think it hurts us, to be honest with you. It's not going to be successful. And even if it was successful, let's say for argument's sake, and I said this last night, it was successful and Kamala Harris becomes president, then they have to appoint a vice president. They will appoint a vice president that, because Kamala Harris will be a placeholder, they will appoint a vice president that is going to be the 2024 nominee. And they could still do that. I mean, Joe Biden could, could have to bow out for a, you know, an unsuspected health issue. I, I don't think they're going to 25th Amendment him because that would make the Democratic Party look weak. 
They can segue Joe Biden out if they really wanted to. And in their eyes, make him look like a hero. In their eyes, make him look like a hero. And then they bring in a vice president that they know that they can run. Maybe Gavin Newsom. Maybe Big Mike Michelle Obama. And then that's who's going to run. And, and I think that could help them. But they're not going to allow Joe Biden to be impeached. It's not going to happen. He may get impeached in the House like Donald Trump did, but he's not going to get convicted in the Senate. And there are members of the House that are Republicans that feel they'll, they'll word it as they don't see enough provable evidence. And I have to say, some of it I agree with, like the emails. All right, you have transactions. They keep saying the Biden family. The Biden family is not in government. And yes, does it all revolve around politics and power? Yes, but the problem is, there's that phrase, plausible deniability, and it's used a lot, especially in politics. Someone else can take the fall. Someone else can make sure this happens so it's not tied to the guy. I mean, how do crime families work? You have to insulate the boss. The head guy gets insulated by all of his minions. Ten guys in Congress on our side, not enough to do anything. And, and if you had ten guys, and that might be a lot, if you had ten guys who could work on whipping the votes for a government shutdown, listen, all it takes is we're not voting on anything until this happens. And unfortunately, this comes down to what are people willing to do out of their everyday lives to put the pressure on their representatives. You know, these people represent us as the American people. And it sounds so lame to say, but like when was the last time you yourself, and I'm talking to everybody here, and that you've lobbied 10 people and yourself to call in to your representative every day for two weeks and then have every one of those 10 people get another two people, get another two people like a giant pyramid scheme, that's basically what it is, in loading calls, emails, and even showing up at district offices saying, this is how we want you to represent us. And if you don't, we're going to keep coming back. We're going to keep showing up to your events and heckling you. We're going to make your life miserable every step of the way. It's great that everybody wants to post on Twitter. It's great that everybody wants to post in the Facebook moms group. It's all useless in the grand scheme of things when these people can just turn off Twitter, turn off Facebook. What they can't turn off is phone calls. They can ignore emails to a point. I, I tell you what, when I want something done over email, I take the email and I send it and I literally hit send about 500 times so that when they open their email, they have to scroll past my five. No shit. I've done this before. 500 emails to get to where they need to be. You have to, if you're not going to stay loud and be loud and we're just going to tweet about it, nothing is going to happen. So yeah, I was Steve Bannon direct calls into campaigns occasionally. Great. It's Steve Bannon. He's doing it for clicks and views. I could sit here and call into people too. I could call Kevin McCarthy's office right now. In fact, in fact, 
<laughs> uh, we'll see. He'll probably change it. But I'm going to make a phone call today. And that individual even might be watching or may watch the show at some point. I have I, I can probably get direct access to Kevin McCarthy's cell phone number. But what would it do? Change it? Block a number? You have to keep doing I want I want Kevin McCarthy's cell number out there. Like, what are, what are we doing? This is a waste of time. Why aren't we? And the argument that just, and again, listen, there, there are people that I respect in this movement who I love, who I'm friends with, that get on Twitter and they're like, impeach now, impeach now. Why? Why? It, it's just, it's, I, I get, okay, yeah, he, he's corrupt, but what is it doing for us? You're talking about Joe Biden, who's heavily insulated. They're, the party is not going to allow him to get impeached. The uniparty is not going to allow him to be impeached, convicted anyway. But why aren't we putting the pressure and going after, even if it's to the point where the pressure is, I can't take it anymore. I have to resign from this position. All right. How about Alejandro Mayorkas' office? He's in charge of Homeland Security. How many calls a day is he getting from Americans saying that, my city is being overrun by illegal immigrants, by illegal aliens, because you're refusing to secure the border. How many calls do you think he's getting a day? I don't think he's getting that many calls. And this is the, this is the thing. There, there are power in numbers. And I've heard from members of Congress before saying, yeah, you know, you get the same person, one or two, six people call every once a week, and then eventually they just give up. But then I also hear in the same breath is, when you have 50 people calling on a daily basis, we have to pay attention. The, the numbers scare them, not just the two people that have no life calling every day that they can just put through voicemail or just take a quick message, some, some poor staffer that has to deal with them and rush them off the phone. Everybody should advocate for flooding Alejandro Mayorkas' office, his, his direct... I just Google it, his, his direct office with, with phone calls. Imagine if he was getting 10,000 calls a day just from people complaining about the border. Instead of tweeting, make a phone call. How about call Merrick Garland's office, the DOJ? Oh, along with your representative, call everybody. It doesn't have to be long phone calls. It's we want answers. Why are you not representing us the way you should be representing us? Why are you not calling for a vote of a, a, a motion to vacate? And they're going to come up with something stupid saying, well, listen, you know, it, it would be very bad politically and optically and blah, blah, blah. It would show weakness. We're, we're weak. We're weak. We can't show any more weakness. Everybody's weak. Standing in front of a, po a podium, rah, rah, rah. It's weak. It's all weak. Unless somebody else has a better idea. Okay, like a legitimate idea. This is the problem. Everybody wants to say something, but they don't have, like, how do we get there? What are we doing? And this is what we fail at constantly. Okay. And we're going to keep failing. We're not willing take the steps there are organizations out there grassroots organizations and you don't have to start an organization 
who have changed the course of elections, who have changed the course of legislation, who have changed the course of how people uh, operate in government. I mean, hell, we have memers that do it. Memers change the course of political issues. Think about that. Now, if we all, I, I call my, my congressman, who I used to be friends with, and I'm, I'm not, I think he's a piece of shit rhino now. I call his office constantly. He blocked me from his cell phone. Like, I, I can't call him anymore. I can't text him anymore. But I call his office and I ask, like, what, what do you do? The New York, New York congressional delegation pissed me off when all of them decided to abandon George Santos. And meanwhile, George Santos is rocking and rolling in his district. And his record as a congressman in this short time and his voting and what he's standing for is pretty solid. But because of the, you know, old old GOP and the good old boys and who backed him at first. It's just, I, listen, Republican politics have, have has fallen so far. Yeah, I mean, listen, you have your right. You have your right to protest peacefully in front of any office you want. And you know what the problem is? That so many people are afraid to assemble now because of what they're doing. Like they're believing the messaging from January 6th on how they're still locking people up. That they are, George Santos is great. He's a good friend of mine, George. They are trying to send, excuse me, send that message. And they're successful in many ways because there are people like, all right, how about protesting in front of DOJ, uh, Merrick Garland's office at the DOJ, Alejandro Mayorkas at the DHS. Because you're always going to have the infiltrators. People who are afraid they're going to end up on a list. People are afraid they're going to end up like a January Sixer. And I get it. <clears throat> but what they can, and, and that takes traveling and that takes time. Phone calls take no time. But you have to be willing to make them every day, maybe a couple times a day. Flood their voicemails. If they're all voicemails, their voicemails should be flooded where they can't hold any more messages. And everything you do in person as far as assembling, yes, always has to be peaceful. Always. And there will be idiots emotionally charged who may try to attempt, maybe not even on purpose, to turn that peaceful protest into something it shouldn't be. Or you'll have the infiltrators. Or you'll have the feds. Which if you're not hitting the thumbs up on the video, you're among them. You're a, you're a fed. You're a Ray Epps sympathizer if you're not hitting the thumbs up on the Rumble video and sharing it on your social media and telling people, get in the chat every morning, it's fun. Alan's a bit of a piece of shit, but it's fun. We have fun. The chat's fun. Anyway, Kevin McCarthy, complete waste of energy, complete waste of oxygen. He should be removed from the speakership immediately and, and let them struggle on who they're going to replace him with. Let the Democrats laugh at them and... Republicans who actually have some guts and some balls should be shutting the government down. Yes, anyone advocating for violence is a Fed. Smash the like or you're a Fed, and you voted for Bernie or Hillary. <clears throat> oh, Wicked Jester, there he is. Wicked Jester is, uh, I mentioned you earlier, right? you're in that Patriot space group of the, of the, um, of the space that we're going to do tonight, which I, Wicked Jester, if you're, you're still in the chat, I did tell... Raquel, that I'm, I'm going to be a little late for because I have going uh, back to school night. It like ends at nine o'clock. So I'm going to race home and, and hop on. And uh, I had forgotten about back to school night. And of course, I was reminded, which I'm actually now going to remind you about my Patriot Cigars 
Com. My company, conservative-owned, premium handmade cigars, MyPatriotCigars.com. I donate to the January 6th project to help the January 6ers defense and the families, which a lot of them are struggling right now. There's a lot going on. I'm getting a lot of updates today. There's a lot of struggles. The kids need help. The families need help. And I support it through my business. I support it through you guys in the um, Rumble Rants with your donations for the January 6th Christmas, which we're going to be running through Thanksgiving. Whatever you're going to donate in the Rumble Rant chat, I'm going to match. Jonathan Allen threw 100 bucks in there today. That 100 bucks just became 200 You can help support the show, support everything that goes into it by supporting the business. If you don't smoke cigars, you might know somebody that does. You can get a sample pack. MyPatriotCigars.com, you use promo code MAGA for 25% off. You could also buy a cigar for a deployed service member or overseas or in the country, and we make sure that these cigars get to them. We actually have to send a shipment out probably next week of, of cigars to Stogies for Servicemen. And we also have some great merch. The softest T-shirt you'll ever put on your body, Patriot Cigar Company merch. Help build the brand. If you don't buy cigars, you're a fed. If you don't smoke cigars and you smoke cigarettes, you're a fed. I love the people that say, I smoke cigarettes, not cigars. Oh, so you're going to die quicker because cigars aren't going to kill you like cigarettes will. We got hats. We got the We The People trucker hat. MyPatriotCigars.com. Promo code MAGA, 25% off. A lot of great patriots love the cigars. The Tate brothers love the cigars. Tristan Tate absolutely loves them. He spoke about them on his show. Roger Stone loves them. Rudy Giuliani loves them. You know, all the people that the Democrats want you to hate. And even the DeSantis people want you to hate now. So MyPatriotCigars.com. And, uh, yeah, 25% off promo code MAGA. Look at, look at Hog. Hog going in there trying to, like, make up deals. That's great. All right, I wanted to get into the last part of the show. My good friend Roger Stone, who has been the target of so much political persecution and prosecution back in the day. You know, he was convicted to lying for Congress for volunteering testimony on something that didn't even exist, the Russia hoax in a Soviet-style trial. They railroaded him. They wanted Roger Stone to bear false witness against his good friend, for since like 87, 88, Donald Trump, which he refused to do and took the conviction for it, knew that it was coming. They wanted to kill Roger Stone. They wanted to put him in prison and have him die there because, it, it, listen, if Roger Stone was in jail for three years in a federal prison at that time, he wouldn't have come out alive. It's a fact. This was the way the federal government was going to try to assassinate Roger Stone. And I, I'm I'm fortunate because I've I've been able to um, have a lot of conversations with Roger. Uh, he's he's a great friend, and he's he's loyal. And there are even people out there, mostly DeSantis people, that are trying to debunk this loyalty, which will never be debunked, even with fake AI generated and deceptive editing of videos through some piece of shit money grabber. Danish 
filmmakers. But anyway, they wanted they wanted to tie Roger Stone. They still want to. They want to tie Roger Stone to to the January sixth Fed surrection any way that they possibly can. But they're failing at every turn because the fact of the matter is, Roger Stone was there January fifth, speaking, and he had left. And yes, there were proud boys there that helped with security because, you know, number one, Roger Stone has to pay for his own security. And if there are people there, American patriots, that are willing to secure him because he is a well-known political figure, controversial, hated by some, loved by many. And then they were trying to connect the Proud Boys leader, Enrique Torrio, saying that Roger Stone was his connection direct to Trump world and things of that nature. But not only did Enrico, Enrique, sorry, Dario, blow the whistle on that, he also, and I played it in the show uh, earlier in the week, about how he named some DOJ prosecutors, one of them being a supervisor that tried to get him and Enrique Dario to lie against Donald Trump to save his ass, and he wouldn't do it. And then also vindicated Roger Stone and saying, no, he's not my connection to Donald Trump at all. Other than taking a couple photos at Roger Stone when he saw him at events, there's no big conspiracy. He was, there was no link between the two. Succumbed to the DOJ in the, in the way of receiving a 22-year sentence for not even being at the Capitol. But this is a gateway pundit story, but this story is also everywhere as well. I just grabbed this one. Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario completely vindicates Roger Stone from media lies on January 6th. Enrique Tario came out this past weekend and blew the whistle on the top DOJ officials. Tario alleges Merrick Garland's prosecutors tried to coerce him into signing a false statement alleging he had contact with President Trump through a chain of three layers of connections, three levels of separation. Many people, especially those in mainstream media, would assume that one of those connections was Roger Stone, of course, because Roger Stone was photographed with Proud Boys around him. And he's, he's taken photos with, with Proud Boys. I mean, so have I. Are you a domestic terrorist? Tario confirmed otherwise unequivocally it was not Roger Stone, said Tario. I know that is everybody's first thought because I take pictures with Mr. Roger Stone and all that, but unequivocally it was not him. It was 100%. Not Roger Stone. And this is a statement that he had given on a Twitter space. Yeah, let's uh, let's hear this. Earlier today, we discussed this. A lot of people were suspicious that Roger Stone was one of the three people they were trying to connect you to Trump with. And you said you could say for 100% that it was not Roger Stone? Unequivocally, it wasn't Roger Stone. Um, I know that that's everybody's first thing because I take pictures with Mr. Roger Stone and all of that, but unequivocally it wasn't him. And that connection, unequivocally, there is no connection to me and Donald Trump by one party, two party, three party, six party, 20 party. It doesn't exist. I'm sorry. And we'll call you guys back. Thank you, Enrique. So, I mean, there you have it. And why, why wouldn't, you, you would think that in, Enrique Tario would want to flip on everybody or make up lies in the hopes not to receive a 22-year sentence. Which, by the way, um, and I'm going to confirm it, but the Patriot Freedom Project 
is in contact and I believe is working with Enrique Tarrio's mother in the, in the hopes to um, help finance his appeal. So the Patriot Freedom Project is uh, is working on that as well. Yeah, Enrique Tarrio. <laughs> That's good on AP Unfiltered. Violent male white thingish terrorist. Yeah, he, he's a white supremacist, Enrique Tarrio. So Tarrio is denied being connected to Roger Stone in regards to January 6th, even though the mainstream media pushes that narrative, of course, and they're going to keep pushing it. And that especially is uh, pertains to that... Uh, gutless scumbag liar Ari Melber over at MSNBC who just, he just keeps putting out shit about January 6th that's completely untrue uh he seems to have a personal uh thing like a like a personal vendetta against Roger Stone which is which is pretty evident and Melber again another guy you know just from the MSDNC he's become almost obsessed with Roger Stone and Melber has unsuccessfully tried to tie Roger Stone to January 6th by tying him to Tario by association, because there have been photos of them. And again, uh, yeah, and, and that Twitter space, Tario called in uh, from the DC jail, which the, the, the Gateway Pundit hosted, and he described a sit-down meeting. He was called into the DOJ lead prosecutor, Jocelyn Ballantine, and assistant U.S. attorney, Jason McCullough, and two FBI agents. So, and the... The Gateway Pundit's currently identifying the names of the two FBI agents present at the meeting. Tario told us the prosecutors stepped out of the room several times to talk to their higher up. There was no more higher up that uh, there was no more higher up that Mr. Matthew Graves said Tario. On top of that is Merrick Garland, and as we know, on top of that is two other people, which is the Biden Harris White House. There is no doubt in my mind that they are working together. But yes, I agree with you. We need a smoking gun, and we need proof. They want they wanted him to lie against Donald Trump. And again, he wouldn't. They wanted him to lie and flip on Roger Stone. And he, he didn't because there's nothing to flip on. There's no connection there. So, yeah, and again, Enrique Tario. Roger Stone was unequivocally not one of the individuals that the Biden Department of Justice attempt to use in their attempts to connect the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers to the former president. And they're not going to stop trying. I, I truly believe that. I truly believe that they are going to try to lob another live hand grenade at Roger Stone. But here's Roger Stone, actually. And they're saying that he promoted violence that day. And again, you know, with other deep state videos. But here's Roger Stone himself on January 5th at the Virginia Women for Trump speech in DC. Committed to is the truth. Yes. To speak the truth. Yes, to fight the truth. Yes. To live for the truth. And the truth is Donald Trump won this election. Well, that's a crime now. Tomorrow, when the left tries to bait you, let's be very clear. We renounce violence. Yes. They are the violent ones. And listen, it is no it, it, it was known that there could have been some issues on January 6th. And that all comes down to the intelligence that they had. Okay. Knowing that there could be a possibility of violence and that we knew, everybody knew that the left, the infiltrators of the left, and then of course the infiltrators of the federal government who infiltrated that rally 
would have initiated and promoted and incited some sort of violence to erupt to make it look like it was MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters. And then unfortunately, you do have some people that are, I'll call, say, a little weak minded who became emotionally charged and caused them to do stupid things. But we're all adults here. We're all adults. And the bottom line is, so they're cut. not only will the federal government, I believe, not stop and the mainstream media stop persecuting Roger Stone, and I, and I hope, I always hope to God that they don't make something up to try to come after him criminally again, like they're making up things like, you know, Owen Schroyer, okay, he's 60 days in jail because... Oh, apparently they got him for violating something that he signed, an agreement to stay off Capitol grounds and not parade and protest around Capitol grounds or on the property back in 2020 because in December of 2020, he interrupted a judicial hearing which caused him to get arrested. And he entered into this agreement saying, well, you're, you, can't, you can't come back to the Capitol for any reason. And then January 6th, he was there telling people not to go in the Capitol. And then he was on Capitol grounds and they used that against him in arresting him and and sentencing him, ultimately giving him the 60 days, which is complete and utter bullshit. And they are going to keep coming after Roger Stone. They keep talking about the video uh, of of Roger Stone that is 100% provable and manipulated a, a deep fake when he was in the back of the car on the phone talking about impeaching Donald Trump. And it's all bullshit. And I encourage you, I just put, I'm actually going to put this in the chat right now. This is the article from stonezone.com where they did, I believe it was the Big MIG show, did a forensic analysis. I think they hired somebody to show that this was proven a deep fake, which we already knew. And there was a copyright strike. So the people that owned it, the document, the uh, documentary makers, that they're not even allowing the, the video to be shown anymore, which is weird. It's very weird that they won't allow that the, the altered video to be shown anymore. Unless somebody has it and they downloaded it, even everyone who was tweeting it out, the video is not available. But this damning video of Roger Stone is a provable, manipulated, deep fake. And yeah, it goes on to, Roger goes on to to discuss artificial intelligence may be a greater danger in the disinformation war of politics than internet censorship, which is true because look, look what, look, they were going crazy over this Ron DeSantis fake meme, fake, that Ramble Rants and C3P memes make made through AI technology about Ron DeSantis backing out of the presidential election. I mean, I think Forbes wrote about it. They were going crazy over it and accusing Donald Trump's campaign for putting it out when they didn't, when they used an AI fake. Okay. So the, again, I believe it was the big hip, the big MIG show, I believe. They did a whole show on it, this EMET forensic report. Uh, from a guy who, who, who does this stuff about the video, pointing out the whole report is there and even has the video about how that there's, a, there's an issue with Roger Stone's shirt in the car, a window sticker, 
why his face is blurred in one and not in the other, where his tongue is missing, one of his teeth were off. Like it was an obviously manipulated video. Listen, not only from Roger Stone hearing it, but I've heard it from Donald Trump's mouth himself personally that there is no one more loyal than Roger Stone. Roger Stone is the ultimate Trump loyalist, okay? Friends forever. Without Roger Stone, there would be no Donald Trump in politics. That is a fact. And he still relies on Roger Stone to this day. They speak often. And again, I urge you to click that link in the chat and go to this. And you can even go, I think it, it's a, the Big MIG show. They did a whole, a whole thing on it. And Roger Stone was on their show. But it talks about how over-smoothing or over-sharpening of an image. Anyone who plays with Photoshop knows this. The problem is the narrative is there. Inconsistency and emotion, unnatural lip movement. And it, it's crazy that you have to do this to show. Here, uh, senior, this guy, Athul S., Senior Digital Forensic Analysis, EMET Forensics. Oh, here's the link to on Rumble. The Big MIG, Roger Stone Deepfake Video Exposed. So it, it just it goes into that. And Donald Trump still sees Roger Stone as a good friend and a good confidant, advisor, and he speaks to him often. And you should all go to thestonezone.com too and check out Roger Stone's stuff. You should be following Roger on Twitter. This is Roger's Twitter. He's at Rogers J Stone Jr. on Twitter. Go follow him. He does a he does a show on Rumble, 5 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday. He usually has some good guests on. I've been on a few times. And he also has uh now for a little while now, he's got a radio uh show on WABC Radio, which you can get it anywhere all over the country at WABCradio.com. It's Sundays, 3 p.m. Eastern. His first interview with WABC Radio, it was like his trial run, and he told me that he was actually nervous about it because he was kind of auditioning to get this radio show. But his first interview was uh, Donald Trump and it was for a full hour. And then they made it uh, from a three to five block. And he usually has great guests on. You're not going to get anybody more knowledgeable in American politics than Roger Stone. His, his uh, resume speaks for itself. And the man, if you ever have the opportunity and event to approach him and, and speak to him, uh, he um, obviously, you know, if you've, if you've seen him on shows and interviews, but when you speak to him in person and actually get that, that knowledge from him, um, usually people are blown away. Like, and, and I don't know how the guy retains all of that information. He just turned 71 years old and he's not, uh, he's not stopping. He's going to work. He's another guy who doesn't sleep. I get random text messages from the man at 3 and 4 a.m. and he's tweeting at 6 a.m. or it's wild. I, I don't know how these guys do it. They're machines. And he's nonstop, nonstop. The government tried to kill him. The government successfully destroyed his family and his finances. I mean, completely destroyed. Roger Stone was doing very well as a political consultant and a lobbyist. And he was making moves and he was making dents and he was winning elections and, you know, worked for Nixon and so many others and the campaigns, Reagan made things happen. They call him a dirty trickster. Listen, they can call him whatever he wants. The guy knows what he's doing. 
I'm proud to call Roger Stone a really good friend. I talk to him often. He's great. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that uh, when, when you hear out of Roger Stone's mouth, when you're a friend of his, when he looks at you and says, you know, you're one of the few people I'm friends with that doesn't ask me for things. I don't ask Roger Stone for anything. And people that have become friendly with him say, oh, you're well, Roger Stone. You know this person. You know that person. What can you do for me? I never want anything from Roger Stone other than great conversation and just uh, that, that, that friendship that, that we have. So, I mean, Roger Stone is a uh, great man. And I, I, American politics should, like, it, it, we, don't, we don't deserve somebody like that. The man makes things happen. Good things happen. And he is one of the leading chargers of the Trump train of the MAGA movement does a lot behind the scenes and obviously does a lot um, publicly. So I will say Roger Stone is definitely an American political treasure. And you know, if you don't agree with me, well then you're a fucking fed. That's all there is to it. Hit the thumbs up. It's a little after nine. I was going to get to something else, but we'll do it tomorrow. I'm going to be back. What is today? Wednesday hump day. I'm all screwed up. Um, we're going to be back tomorrow morning, but before that, I'm going to play another Dilly meme team video that I thought was pretty awesome. And they have unsuccessfully tried to take down the wrong person. He's absolutely going to come back uh, with full vengeance the next time around. I think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. really does give the president tremendous power to destroy. This will be something we could never have imagined. Now the gloves are off. Some of Trump's close political allies told him they are working on figuring out the identities of the FBI and DOJ staff and forming lists. I will direct a completely overall DOJ to investigate every radical DA and AG in America for their illegal racist enforcement of the law. The deep state is destroying our nation, but the tables must turn and we will quickly destroy the deep state. We know where the bodies are buried. We know where the bodies are buried. There are a lot of people out there that have done some very, very evil things, very bad things, I would say treasonous things against our country. People that have done such harm to our country. I've been looking at them for a long time. We could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he sees as enemies. Put them all in jail where they belong. You gotta get tough. We will take care of it. We will take care of it. We will take care of it. And that's what we need. We need some retribution. People that want to call it a, a revenge campaign and a revenge presidency negatively, they can say whatever they want. I am 100% behind 
a revenge campaign and a revenge presidency. I am so for holding all of these people accountable and exposing everybody on whatever it takes. I want the retribution as an American voter and a Trump supporter. I don't know about you. I think it's important and we all need it and it's time. All right, everybody, listen, hit, hit the thumbs up. Again, if you're not hitting the thumbs up, you're a fed. And uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. And I think, yeah, and then tonight we're doing this uh, Twitter space. So if you're on Twitter around 9 o'clock, pop on. Go on to my Twitter. I, sh- I should be active in a Twitter space if everything works uh, works well. Yeah, hack and slash them all. We need major, major hacking and slashing. We need arrests. We need a lot. We need a lot. We need a lot. And I, even if we got half of the stuff I'm looking for, even if we got a quarter of the stuff I'm looking for, I would be happy. We cannot allow this country to fall into more of the dark ages than we are already in. And if Donald Trump is not elected the 47th president of the United States, I truly feel that we will just, our, our republic will be on the, the on the highway to hell the highway to literally dark days darker than we see you know i I still have some optimism that things are get better here and there and then it's just it's 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 ridiculous we need to change people we need retribution all right tomorrow 8 a.m. Eastern, 1776live.tv. Hit the follow on the Rumble channel. Got about 30 followers last night, which was pretty cool. Hit the thumbs up, or you're a fed. And I'll again, 8 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. MAGA hat stays on. Talk to you soon.